speak on it with who you with Kirk Dog. I mean, who you with Kirk Dog? We're talking about uh, the Cat Rittenhouse verdict. Um, want to welcome everyone on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, D Live, um, in the house, and also Anchor.fm. Uh, please, if you just now joining in, first time joining in, please take the time to subscribe, like, share, tell a friend. And uh, be a part of the show. I see all the comments coming in. Um, <clears throat> see them coming in. So definitely be a part of the show. Um, we are talking to Radio Chaos on the phone out of Canada, who followed the trial quite a bit. And he followed a lot of things that goes on in the world. Because uh, a lot of time, uh, he helped me about some things that's going on also. But... That's um, Texas laws is completely different. And that's what we're going to do coming up at on our end of the year show. Miss Risky really been working on this for a while, but we're going to show the difference between black laws and white laws, same crime, uh, different time. And we yeah, actually, I watched a video where um, this was, a, I think he's a gun instructor in Virginia. And he's got a really good channel. He promotes, like, responsible gun ownership. Like, you know, really taking it seriously and learning the laws and learning, you know. And I remember he mentioned in one of his videos that in his class, people were asking him, like, they want to move to Texas because they think it's easier to shoot somebody there. Like, they're easier on you if you, if you shoot somebody in self-defense. And he said, this is not the reason to go and buy a gun and then try and find a state where you think it's even. He'd, he'd explain to them, he goes, well, Texas has unique laws, but you're still going to go to jail. Like if you're reckless with a firearm and, and it, you shoot somebody there. But he says, people seem to think like Texas is really, um, you, you can get away with a lot more with a gun there. Well, I don't think that's the case at all. It's not. You, you can get serious trouble there. It's, it's definitely not. You can, you have a, I hate to say it, but you have a better chance of getting away with it in Florida uh, because of the stand your ground. Now in Texas, um, one thing they're going to do once you get your license to carry, which we don't need them anymore. Uh, but when you first get your license to carry, they're going to encourage you to get insurance. Uh, you pay that money for that insurance for if you do shoot someone, they can have the lawyers to represent you. But at the same time, you it don't give you the license to go out here and just randomly shoot people and yell self-defense. And that's what a lot of people are concerned about with, with this verdict uh, because they said it was self-defense. Now people are going to think, oh, I could do this and say my life was threatened. It's self-defense. Radio, are you tapping my phone or something? Because I was talking to somebody on the phone and I said, you know what? I think this is a big mistake for the simple fact. Uh, I feel now 
someone is going to try to do something to justify it. And that's not the, that's not the way to be. Uh, and anybody that tries to like do harm to, to this guy should be prosecuted. Exactly. Like, like you can't start doing this. They should be. They should be. And that's just the bottom line is two wrongs don't make a right. I don't care who you are, who you represent, or anything like that. Two wrongs do not make a right. If you do the crime, you but should do the time. It is ironic. Like now he's got to watch out for people like himself who will take the who might take the law into their own hands. So he can he can eat it up right now. He's you know he's doing the media rounds and all that stuff. But this is gonna follow him for the rest of his life. True. And then some politicians talking about having having him to uh, interim in his in their office. I'm like, if if you are in one of these states where the politician is trying to have Cal to come work in their office, make sure you get out and vote and vote them out because we don't need them in office. That's telling you they think like Trump and they want to do everything they can to keep that stupidity going. So definitely get out and vote. Make sure you are registered to vote. Get registered early enough for you don't have to try to get ready when it's time to vote. Well, here's a kicker too. Like on that interview last night he did with Carlson, he was um, criticizing the lawyer Lynn White. You know that that was the guy that raised the money? Yes. So he's criticized. I think it was like $2 million or whatever. But get this. There's also a rumor going around that he's going to try to sue Linwood for that money to give to him and his mom. Like he wants the money because he he apparently it was raised in his name, so it's his money. So here's this idiot again. Like he doesn't he wants to live a quiet life. Then don't go on the media and do this kind of stuff. What are you doing? Well, first of all. How can you sue him? He represented you. He did a service for you. Got you off. The man got to be paid. Well, Linwood raised the money, but like his defense lawyer um, was a local lawyer. I think he's in Racine. And he was a criminal defense attorney. So he was paid by the fund that Linwood um, had raised. So the hypocrisy of it is he doesn't like the way Lynn would exploited him, but now he wants the money. Him and his mom want the money that was, you know, raised in his name. So, so you just see like this kid is just full of it. And, and, you know, people are saying, Oh, well, you know, he's, he's got people that are, you know, not telling them, you know, they're, they, they're a bad info. At the end of the day, this kid just makes bad decision after bad decision. Like he didn't get dragged down to Kenosha kicking and screaming by a bunch of his friends. He took steps. Like he went and bought a, a rifle through his friend. True. And he didn't want to wait till he, yeah, he didn't want to wait till he was eighteen. He wanted it now. And then he took it without asking. Then he goes down there and he lies about being an EMT and then even tells somebody, Oh, I'm a certified EMT. Like, even lies more. He even said it in court. It said yeah, because he wanted to promote the fact that, like, he wasn't just there to defend businesses. 
he was an asset on the street. He was a professional first responder, which was total lie because you can't uh, you can't be certified at seventeen years old in any state to be an EMT. And then on top of that, the prosecutor had asked the question: um, If you are a licensed EMT, why you did not try to help them? Yeah, and on the stand during prosecution, he goes, "Well, who did you phone?" And he goes, "My friend." And he goes, "Well, why did you phone your friend and not nine one one?" And he goes, "Well, it was the first number on my phone." But you couldn't remember nine one one. Yeah, so so if you like, so Kurt Dog, if you saw an accident, would you just phone the first number on your phone? Not at all. <laughs> and trust me, I've I've been driving down the road and see. An accident happened right in front of me, and I'm, I called 911, and if it's safe for me to get out, I would definitely try to get out and help. Um, but to just call a friend, hey, I just seen this accident. Yeah. <laughs> like, who does that? Hey, and then his friend, the one that bought the weapon, said they was part of a of an arm a malicious group that came there. So apparently somebody didn't hear all this stuff that was being said. The jury or somebody said they was a part of an armed malicious group that came to uh, Kenosha. No, that was a mob with guns. That was just a bunch exactly. of people who showed up because of um, this guy named uh, Kevin Matthewson who's one of these right-wing uh, older and even he admitted in an interview, nobody asked him to form a group of armed uh, people to guard businesses. He did this on his own. Nobody asked him. Mm. Well, uh, uh, Shamima said um, uh, Gage was also illegal carrying a gun. Um, yeah. That's true. He He was. Um, and let's be real too. Like I mean, you, I feel terrible for the families that lost people, but also it's not the smartest thing to run after somebody with a gun when you're not armed. Exactly. Yes, definitely. I, not. You know, like really. I mean, I can understand if it was, um, you know, they were killing. He was um, killing people randomly, and people rush in, but. But really, when he's running down, and you're going to charge somebody with a firearm? Well, if a little old lady's pointing a gun at me, I'm not going to charge her. Well, not only that, if you, if the threat is running away, it's nothing you can really do at that point. Uh, you can stand by and kind of see where he went to let authority know, but it's not up to you to chase them. And well, here's another thing that, that you remember in the video, the first guy, there was this guy, he's known as Jump Kick Man. He was a guy that, remember, he jumped and he didn't get shot. Like he, like Kyle Mitt shot at him twice, but he missed. And the guy, you know, he kind of got this kick and then he landed and then he took off. Well, just before, just after the defense rested, it came to light that this guy had finally been identified. And, and the defense and the prosecution knew, and they uh, went and talked to the judge that this guy's um, 
identity was finally known and nothing was and that was it nothing came about it he was not brought in as a witness or anything mm. <laughs> i wonder why remember the guy remember, remember yellow pants guy right i i'm he trying to guy that he was a guy that confronted kyle and when he was doing that interview with the journalist and he called him over and he said hey he goes like just two hours ago you pointed your gun at me and now you're walking around here saying you're, you're medical now oh wow he never got called as a, as a witness and, and i think too because he was wearing a mask it was COVID, right so i guess maybe the prosecution couldn't find out what his um identity was and let's face it he was jumping on a car before when kyle pointed his weapon at him so he probably didn't want to come forward as a witness either because he'd probably be charged with destruction of property. True. And then um, uh, uh, Cal was talking about he wanted to be famous. And yeah. I guess he is famous now for some folks. Well, I, I watched his police interview. And, the, and this was, what, about 3 o'clock in the morning and they were interviewing. And here, here's the part, you know, the right-wing media goes, Oh, look at him. He had such a great, he, he knew the law because he invoked his right to a lawyer, right? Well, in the interview, he invoked his right to a lawyer, and the detectives go, okay, fair enough. And then right after that, he says, but talk to you until the lawyer gets you. And the detectives go, no, it doesn't work like that. Like, once you invoke your lawyer, we cannot talk to you about what happens right? until your lawyer gets here. Exactly. Because again, you know, oh no, this guy really knew the law. Look at him. Look at look at how he invokes it. But he didn't even. Again, he's an idiot. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem to understand. Like he thinks he knows, but he doesn't know. So anyhow, the the detectives walk out. They leave him and his mom like alone, and his mom turns to him and says, "You're a train wreck." And he turns to his mom and goes, no, I'm not. You're a brain wreck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I wish I would have said that to my mom. I would have been in a coma for about seven, eight days or longer. Uh, and then the other funny part was, like, um, you know, while they're talking and they're going over stuff, his mom's looking on social media, and she seems to be obsessed with what's going on because he's been labeled a white supremacist. And she even turns to him and tells him this. She goes, you've already been labeled a white supremacist. Mm. And I could tell, like, uh-oh, something's here. Because, like, why is she, like, she's really, like, uh, focused in on this. And then right after she says that, then Kyle says to the two detectives, hey, could you help me scrub my social media? <laughs> It won't be long. It won't be long. Uh, kind of like uh, the infographic kid here in Texas. Uh, I forgot his real name. But the one that went out drinking at the age, killed several people, 
And then later on, he got in trouble again playing uh, uh, drinking. And then him and his mama ran to Mexico and they brought him back. And he'd been in and out of jail. He'd been quiet for the last couple of years. But yeah, I can see Cal doing that. It won't be long. Uh, Red Five Dogs. When I was a kid, I thought if you stole something, you were just going right to jail. So I I was like, nope. Well, buddies of mine that you know they go and they, they go in and steal chocolate bars and stuff. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not going to jail, you know, because I, I thought like there was real repercussions for that kind of stuff. And I was, you know, I was his age. I never did that. Well, we learned at an early age because um, if we back then, Seven Eleven used to have like penny candy and stuff like that. You go in there and grab one, and you didn't pay for it. My mama made you go back in there, apologize to them, and then made you turn around and pay for it. So, yeah. and and once you got home, of course, you got your tail toe up. But I said, no, nah, I can't, can't do that. It ain't worth it. <laughs> well, here's, here's the other thing that came out of the trial. Like, um, you got pulled over for not having a license. And... At first, I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe it had just expired. But then I thought, wait a minute, he's 17. How could his license expire? Never, probably so never had one. Well, he just never bothered to get a license. Mm. Right? If you don't have a driver's license, then you didn't take the test at 17. Like, you, you don't even. And he was driving to, up to Kenosha to, to go to work, I guess, in his mom's car. Right? Yeah. So his mom obviously must know that he was taking the car to, and, and he was just driving to work. Like, that's another thing. Well, you know, I get a license takes a lot of my time. I don't need to do that. I know how to drive. I'm just going to drive to work in, in a car. Um, when the, if he got in an accident, wouldn't the insurance be void? Depends on the insurance company because uh, I know here in Texas, if you have a child that is legal to drive, um, well, you got to, once they get licensed, you got to put them on your insurance without a doubt. And they will counsel your insurance if, if that child is driving and don't have a license. Uh, that's how it is in Texas. I don't know about all states, but. No, the thing is, I don't know. Like, um, it said he didn't possess a license. To me, it's like, okay, so he didn't take the test and just not bother getting a license, or he had a license, he just didn't have it on him. But it, it sounded to me like he just never bothered to get the license at 16. Yeah, and, and I tell people all the time, look, your license number is just like your social security number. You need to know your license number and when it expired. In case you ever get pulled over and don't have them, uh, if you give them that information, you probably won't get a ticket for no license. Um, Yeah, so so you see behavior here where he doesn't, like if he feels like um, he doesn't like the law or the rules, he just circumvents it. Like he didn't want to wait to 18 to get get an AR-15. So he talked his friend into doing a straw purchase. he wanted to drive to work, but it didn't. I don't need a license to do that. 
Yeah, he shows up, and now it's I'm law and order guy. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have a a security badge uh, like he was the police on. <laughs> you know what? We've all known people like this. For you know, I'm sure growing up, you know, your group of friends, there was always that one person. Whenever trouble broke out, you knew they'd be in the middle of it. Yep. That's this guy. Yep. Want to welcome uh, Red Five Golf to the show. Um, I have decisions to make on the show, Red Five Golf. And one of the decisions I make is if I'm going to put your comment up on the stream or not, and I choose not to put your comments up. Um, so, but thank you for tuning in. And please take the time, subscribe to the channel, and also uh, share it with friends. I uh, want to welcome also Keith Johnson out of East Texas um, uh, for tuning in, always supporting the show on Facebook. Uh, thank you for always tuning in. Um, looking forward to doing some things with you next year uh, as you get prepared to run for office. Uh, so definitely let's um, uh, meet up on that and make some things happen. Um, but radio, I'm, I'm. How do you think this verdict gonna come out with a Mark, a Mark Arbery uh, murder trial of uh, the three uh, men? son is going to get the most time. The father, they probably hit him with a uh, a lesser charge, maybe. Give him less time. Even though he was a part of it. And then the neighbor, uh, it's going to be kind of shaky with him. He may, he may walk on this. I don't know. Um, well, I, I remember when I watched some of the Guy, he came on CNN with his lawyer. I'm not a fan of his lawyer. Um, I'm not a fan of neither one of them. I'm not questioning his knowledge of the law. I'm sure, but his demeanor is terrible. And so he brought him on national TV and basically said, "Oh no, my client had nothing to do with this. He was just happened to be driving up when this happened." Well, on the body cam footage, when he's talking to the cops, there's a dent in his door. And that was from Aubrey, I guess, either punched the door or kicked the door. And he did it because he was trying to box them in. Yeah. Right? Like, he admits to the cop, yeah, well, I was trying to cut him off. Well, well then, you're part you're of part it. You're like, you part of it. And, and here's the thing. All three of these guys, like, where do you think you're living in Afghanistan? Like, you just run around in, in a pickup truck armed after people? Like, that's what they... Doing in Yemen and Afghanistan. Well, you know what I 
I mean? Like, is this what you want in your communities now? Like a bunch of armed idiots. You don't know who they are coming after you and you're supposed to just comply with them. Like none of this makes any sense to me. It's like, I, I don't know where, what they were thinking. Um, after the whole thing went down, um, they seem to think that they were justified on this. I, I don't see it at all. And that's why you need to know your laws because Georgia did have a law uh, citizen arrest, but that's only if a person is committing a crime at the time. Ahmaud Arbery was not committing a crime. He was jogging. No. I went into many... And, and here's, a, here's the thing that, you know, I would say to anybody, like, if you're going to go and confront somebody that you think is doing something wrong, in real life, you don't know what's going to happen. I think people get this assumption that because you have a gun, you can point it at somebody and they're just going to comply. And in real life, that like that's not the case all the time. And things go sideways very fast. Yeah. And that's what happened in this case and that's what happened in uh, the Rittenhouse case. I don't know why armed citizens just believe this. They just think, well, I have this gun. So I'm just going to point it at you, and you're just going to comply with what I want want you to do, and that's what should happen. Well, that's not how it works. And then on, and then on top of that, um, you got to mess around, approach someone, and 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 show your gun, or pull your gun, and somebody going to be quicker than you. You don't know if somebody yeah. is caring or not. And what's going to happen is going to be a wild, wild west shootout. Well, say you live in an apartment building and your upstairs neighbor makes noise. You go up there and you complain. And they kind of go, yeah, whatever. And then they keep doing it. So then one day you decide, well, I think I'll open carry my pistol up there because I'm in an open carry state. So they go up there and then the guy sees you with, with the open carry, you know, you've got the pistol on you. Do you think things, like, it might not escalate? But then they, they go, well, it's my right. Like, it's an open car. I didn't mean to intimidate them with it. Well, you are. You're bringing, a, you're bringing a firearm to a conflict. True. And then they just expect, well, that should, you know, this guy should get scared and just do what I want him to do, and then and then everything will be fine. And, that, and that's not how it works, man. No, it definitely don't work like that. You just because you're able to get a gun, everybody shouldn't have one. I say it all the time because some people mentally, they not mentally stable to, to carry a firearm. And um, we see this in the Cal Rittenhouse trial. He's not, wasn't mentally stable to have one because you have to be able to deescalate. You can't, you can't, um, um, uh, go in there and think just because you have a gun, you rule the world. That's not the way it worked. Um, uh, uh, well, people look at it, it's like getting an instant black belt. You know, now I'm a player. Okay, I got the firearm now. Now I'm a player. I don't, I, and people should just comply, comply with me because I'm doing stuff in the name of good. You know what I mean? Like, we all think our judgment is just so great. And there's been times, too, like with the Amber Geiger case, 
things aren't what they seem sometimes. And you can make a, an assumption about something and go in there and think, oh, well, I'm, I'm on the side of righteousness. And it was nothing what you thought it was. Oh, she just she just got denied again last week. You see, a lot of people don't realize she tried to get it overturned again. She just got denied again last week. <laughs> trying to... She should just do the time. She's going to be out in five years anyway. So what, 2024, she's going to be up for parole. Hey, and hopefully she don't get it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like, um, uh, like there's been no reports on her behavior in prison, so I have no idea. But, I mean, she she got a pretty light sentence. And, yeah. You know, she's got a chance for parole in 2024. Why don't just do the time and get it over with? And she'll be, what, 35? Still got a good chunk of her life ahead of her. That that young man that she killed, has, he's got nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I remember, too, one of the criticisms of Botham John was one of these gun nuts uh, said, well, he should have, like, had a pistol next to him. Oh, so when she broke in or when she came in that he could have defended himself and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Well what normal person has a has a pistol within arms reach everywhere they go in their own house? Well do uh, do that? Uh sometimes they do. <laughs> because you depends on the neighborhood you live in. Um and depends on your house. If you in one part, and say if you have a two story, you may have one upstairs, one downstairs. Or uh, back in the days, they used to have them pretty much in every room of the house. Back in the days, um, hold on, real, hold on, real quick, radio. Um, 